ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Put those earbuds in, turn up the volume, because it's the time for another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers right now. When I went to go get my phone, I happened to run across the breaking news talking about the Kansas City shooting, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl shooting. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, the reporter said off that particular report is, is that one, uh, it's no place is safe. No. And then on top of that, it's one of those things where we just constantly have people that likes to resolve to uh, guns for answers yeah. when it should not be the answer. Yeah. yeah. The breaking news out of Kansas City is is that one is dead and then multiple is hurt uh, in the Chiefs Super Bowl uh, parade. Uh, the count so far as of now is 22 people mm-hmm. that has been wounded after shots were fired at the end of the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Now, why are they shooting? I have no idea. Um, I think it's a sad thing to watch. It's a sad thing to hear. Right. Even Mama brought it to my attention when uh, she walked in the door from my 345 walk. That special report came out that there was a shooting. And I didn't know it, but I'm like, let's be real. The first thing that was talked about back in 2020 was the Black Lives Matter protest and how they accused um, the Black Lives Matter movement of being violent. But you got this in a sports aspect. And it's, you watch them on the news and they're talking about, they're just having a good time, you know, going out, destroying city property, things like that. And it's okay for them to do do it. it. But when it comes down to a serious matter and protesting, and I don't even count the rioting because uh, that's not really the right thing to do, but I don't know. Uh, well, and what really kind of gets my attention about this is that people just want to go out and, you know, celebrate another championship. That's absolutely right. Yes, yes, yes. You don't want to expect that that was your last thing that you ever did in your life. Right. Now one is dead because of it. You know, one is dead because of that. Yeah. You don't expect that to be the last thing you do ever in your life. Now, can you think and imagine that this one person being dead, the loved ones on Valentine's Day, right? what they're really feeling, you know? That's, do anybody ever even take a time out to even think about uh, their actions before they even pull out a damn gun to just start shooting for no apparent reason? It just doesn't make sense to me it's, on that behalf. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that a lot of us have to deal with that in so many different ways. Right. We have to see these reports, we have to see these breaking news about shootings, shootings, right. shootings, shootings, right, everywhere. Right. Where this could be under control, where this could yes. be actually situated. Right. 
but nobody's doing a damn thing about it. Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. I mean, all the Kansas City players were accounted for. All the coaching staff, everybody was accounted for. But 22 people were wounded. wounded. One person dead. Like, what's the what's the story to this? You know, that's the information that they gather at this point. So it's like, why? Here's what makes it even worse. Out of those 22... 11 with children. 11 with children. And 9 that had gunshot wounds. They're all at Children's Mercy Hospital. That's, that's, that's right there. That's some bullshit. Some bullshit. It's bullshit that this is something that we have to talk about. Yeah. Like we asked the million the million dollar question that would never get the two billion dollar answer from. Right. What are we gonna what is gonna be done about the gun law? Right. What is gonna be done about it? Yeah, and that's gonna be the million dollar question that we're gonna consistently always run across every single time. Yeah, we're not gonna even see we're not even going to see this answer. Because all we're going to see is prayers for Kansas City. No. We need to be talking about this. We need to be taking action on this. While praying about it, we still need to be taking action on it. Like, Period. Our, our prayers are really supposed to be finding the solutions. Like, people, get together. Right. Talk about this. What can be done about it? Right. Those are the prayers. Yeah. Basically, I've said it before and I say it again. Basically, this right here, thoughts and prayers, is just saying tough shit. Yeah. We That's can. what it's saying. We can't keep doing that. We cannot keep doing. We have to turn those prayers into faith. Uh, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You got to put the work in. Yeah. Because this is not going to work without it being just. You know, thoughts and prayers, and then we just go back and hide in our cubby holes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the latest out of Kansas City so far on that behalf. That's tough. But I thought we'd talk about it. It's, it's kind of tough, but I think that was something you and I had to kind of touch up on on yeah. that behalf. We definitely have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Las Vegas is definitely an expansion candidate. Which brings me a question. Mm-hmm. If Las Vegas is an expansion candidate, who else in this is an expansion candidate? Um, I just came up on this. So, I'm not sure. I'm looking at it and I'm reading. My main thing Uh, Seattle is another one. But they're not going to bring back the Supersonics. Hmm? But they're not going to bring back the Supersonics. That has been something that has been talked about ever since yeah, Seattle that's got moved out uh, to Oklahoma that, City. I don't understand why that happened. but Me neither. 
that's what the whole purpose of Seattle's uh, part of the expansion. They're probably going to bring it back. They're probably going to bring back the Supersonics. Like, that should have been it. As a matter of fact, they never should have That's overdue. Let's be real. Oklahoma City should have just did the expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere else. Not, not from Seattle, though. Not from Seattle. Right. Being that Seattle stays. But now, in consideration, instead of Las Vegas, Oklahoma City should have been one of them. Yeah. They need to move back to Seattle or something. That's... That's uh, that was my uh, that was my thing. Why are we? Why are well? Why are y'all looking at um, Las Vegas? Why we, why we looking at Las Vegas? Vegas ain't got nothing. I'm sorry. I know that uh, WBA has their thing right, Las Vegas right, but I'm sorry, NBA, Seattle, right. Right. Always should have been one of those. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm no, you're fine. Distracted. No, well, I'm just trying to get this down. Right. I I just kind of feel. I don't know. There's just something about Seattle never should have left in the first Mm-mm. place, but then you have them coming back into consideration because now it's not even probably it's not even going to be the Supersonics because uh, I think that's a done deal considering that Oklahoma City has pretty much taken that ties over right um Nashville Vancouver and Montreal oh so they're thinking about bringing in some Canada teams again yeah it's been mentioned in you know recent years okay but so that hasn't really okay so then, then here's the other question why did Vancouver leave in the first place? I'm trying to figure that out too. I saw a picture that was so dope. Uh, I saw a picture that was, a, it was very dope. I think it was Mark Gazzol mm-hmm. playing for Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then John Morant. No, John Morant was wearing. No, was it Mark Gazzol? I don't remember who it was. Somebody was wearing the Vancouver jersey and the other one was wearing. Uh, the, the Memphis, Memphis. Oh, Toronto. I'm sorry, Toronto, not Memphis. Toronto. It was a Toronto and Memphis. John Morant was wearing the Vancouver jersey, and Marcus Zoe was wearing the Toronto jersey. Interesting. Dope. Yeah. Vancouver being Memphis. Yeah, because it, it was originally originated from, you know, Vancouver. So. Now you got the Memphis Grizzlies moving from Vancouver, so that really set it up on that behalf. I'm just like Vancouver should have never left, Seattle should have never left, but now you got them coming back into mm-hmm. you know consideration again. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna complain about it, but again, I just asked that question: Where did it come from? Why why did they leave in the first place? Yeah, I would never understand that. Yeah, I would never understand that. Yeah, and not to mentioning. And trying to get those expansions. Uh, I just saw it. Phoenix Suns has added a G League. Interesting. So they won't be debuted until uh, I think it's this upcoming season. Mm. Um, Sharif Adul Rahim. I ain't heard that name in so long, <laughs> but I'm going to yeah, tell you, good hooper. Yeah, he was good. He's the president of that team. Why 
rightfully so. Vancouver? No, 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 no. Oh, the Spanish just ain't for things. Oh, rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Because I don't think uh, anybody else would fit. No. No. No doubt about it. Mm-mm. So that was, that was like, okay, we got this. So let's go ahead and bring Seattle back. You know Absolutely, what I mean? let's yeah. Bring Seattle back. Right. Right. And then another piece of news, girl. That I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little frustrated with this one. Very frustrated about this, because mm-hmm. Pat McAfee's shocked about it, but I'm sitting here like I'm frustrated about it. Steve Wilkes is gone, um, fired mm-hmm. after just one season with the San Francisco 49ers as a defensive coordinator. My first thought is why? You made it to the Super Bowl. Y'all kept up with Kansas City. And if it's because of the whole not knowing the overtime rules, Kyle Shanahan should be gone too. Uh, that is if that is the case. Now, what I read was was that there was some um, brutal plays down the stretch towards the end of the game going into overtime and overtime. There was some questionable play calling that came about and that's why you're fired. Now, is that true? I'm not sure, but that's what I read. That's what I read. But I'm thinking everybody's going to, you know, make these mistakes. Everybody's going to make some errors that are, you know, a little wild. It happens. It happens. But that did I felt that he shouldn't have got fired. He shouldn't have got fired. To me, is that that was just that was just overboardly wild to me. We're going to end up making a change here at defensive coordinator. A really tough decision because it really says nothing about Steve as a man mm-hmm. or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. He's a great football coach. So I go back to that question again. I'm using critical thinking. Why did you get rid of him in the first place? Mm-hmm. You want to go and change into a different direction. Are you sure that this doesn't have anything to do with him being a great football coach? Because apparently you had to make a change. Right. You had to make a change. Right. So something is wrong with that particular comment that you're making. So let's just be real. If that's the case, I don't know who the offensive coordinator is, but if you want to make changes... Make it within the offensive coordinator. I got a better one for you. Get rid of Shanahan. Yeah, get rid of him too. Get rid of him. But if y'all are if y'all really basing this not on a coach's standpoint, head coach standpoint, get rid of the offensive coordinator. But see, here's the thing. Now, statistics would speak on this behalf, but again, it just goes back to his comments. Mm-hmm. The defense, the San Francisco 49ers defense, um, in 2022 under the D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. Yes, D'Amico Ryan uh, had the fewest points per game allowed, which was 16.3, and defensive expected point ads of 89.58, which took a step back in 2023. Uh, San Francisco still finished third in points with 17.5 this past season, but was ninth in defensive EPA with uh, 41.5. 
48 and strung significant leaks against the run in the playoff, allowing Green Bay, Detroit, and Kansas City to average 5.1 yards per carry and 149.3 yards uh, per uh, point. I'm sorry, 149.3 yards per game uh, in the postseason. Now, if Shanahan took ownership of some of these struggles, but is also saying he wants Wilkes to run the same system that he had previously been in place with Ryan and Robert uh, Saylor before him, I asked this question again. Why did you get rid of him? Why? Didn't they finish third? In defense this year, under him, uh, it this it said in the uh, in the regular season, yes, yeah, in the regular season they finished third in defense. Well, in the playoffs, I think. Either way, no, they finished ninth. Uh. Where did it go? Because I just read it. Uh, the 49ers defense straight up and downs. D'Amico Ryan, fewest points per game. Yep, they finished third in points allowed this season with 17.5. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers were ninth in defensive EPA, which I forgot what okay. EPA stands for. I forgot to. Uh, 41.48 and strong significant leak runs in the playoffs, allowing 5.1 yards per carry and 149 points yards per game in the postseason. Like, are y'all really going to find something better than that? I mean, just really think about it. I mean, let's... For real, yeah. I mean, think about Hell it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, how... What adjustments can y'all make next year that y'all felt y'all just couldn't keep Steve Wilkes for? Yeah. Yeah. That would be like getting rid of uh, the Chicago Bears 1985 defensive coordinator in, in, in the middle of a fantastic season. Or like you said, Mike Dick. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it just don't make sense. It don't make sense. I struggle with that because you're dodging questions about whether you're going to keep him or not in the first place. You knew you was going to get rid of him, but you're going to throw these, you're going to hurl these compliments out. Yeah. And then expect everybody to actually believe that this was really a tough decision. That was not a tough decision. You made this you decision made that a decision. long time ago. You made that decision the minute that the Super Bowl was over in San Francisco. Hey, I could probably do you one better than that. He probably made that decision at the end of the regular season. When they went on that little struggling slump. Yes. I believe that could have happened then. I think he made his uh, decision all along. You know, it's like it's real tough. He 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 talking about, you know, the different people that had went through him throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you're just hurling out all these compliments. But just stop. Yeah, just stop. Just stop. You're not. What are you benefit? Forget it. Yeah, you know, not, you're not hurting. Anything. No, well, you're hurting a lot of things. You're not helping anything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't get it. I don't either. I never will. But, you know, I had no ill will against San Francisco in itself. Me neither. I just have, I just. Me neither. I just struggle mm-hmm. with. This is Kyle ball. Shanahan and what he, what 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 his thought process is. I'm just struggling with that. Oh yeah, it's a struggle. You better believe that. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I struggle with that. You need to talk about struggle. Mm-hmm. Your Knicks are going through it. You know, they filed a protest. <laughs> yeah. After the incorrect call, these are the sources. These are well, these are coming from sources. They are protesting a call that. 
Jalen Brunson fouled uh, Aaron Holiday inside of the final second, which was the Knicks and the Rockets. Jalen uh-huh. uh, uh, Brunson fouled Aaron Holiday inside of the final second, was incorrectly called. So Holiday, Holiday had made two free throws with less than a second left on the clock and intentionally missed the third one to run out the clock in the 105-103 victory. So they're not scheduled to play again this season. But they're hoping of the protesters to either pick up a tie game with the start of overtime or somehow remedy the Knicks without a loss. I don't know how that's going to work, but um, they say that the protest must prove the misapplication of a rule, not simply a missed call. So I guess at that point now, they've lost three, three straight games because of that. Not to mention... They got one of the best records in the league, don't they? Not necessarily. I think they're third. That's still considered one of the best records in the league. Oh, as you say, one of the best. Yes, 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 that is. It's one, one of the best. best. It ain't the best, but it's one of the... It's, 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 what, it's your top four, top five. One, two, three... Yeah, fourth. Fourth seed, as a matter of fact. So, it could be possible that this happens. So, only six protests. The Pacers are the six seed? Yeah. They're they're above 500. Only about five games? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. That that, that really just boggled my head. Yeah. So, the last time this happened, well, actually, it was only six protests in league history have been upheld. The NBA has not often upheld protests in its history, only six times according to ESPN stats and information research. So the last time this happened came December 19th of 2007 when the Heat Center Shaquille O'Neal was incorrectly ruled to have six fouls when he only had five. <laughs> I remember that. The game was resumed March 8th of 2008, but neither team scored in the 51.9 seconds that was replayed from overtime. And the Hawks won 141 to 111. Before the game was resumed, O'Neal had been traded to the Phoenix Suns. So that was the last time that happened. So it happened over 10 years ago. So, do we think that something may happen from this? It's going to be a long in the making. And you see that happen last time. So. We'll see how this works out, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. And this may be off topic, mm-hmm. off topic. Yeah, but I think part of the reason why, and this is just an opinion. This do not. This is not hurling conspiracy theories mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm just throwing that out there right now. I just believe that because of a lot of the. Black Lives Matter protesting they only are going to handle so much of it. You would think they kind of tolerate this because it's in a sports aspect. Right. Sitting in on the yes, inside looking in. I, yeah, but, but remember, yeah. you got to remember, they're defending the integrity of the referees. Yes, they are. And that's some bullshit right there. Yes. Like, if y'all going to do that, I said it before, just bring in some counselors. Bring in psychiatrists. Bring them all in. 
Yeah. Because it's taking away their right to free speech. Oh, yeah. NBA been doing They've been doing that since time began. Yeah. Since time began. Yeah. Yeah. I think the players should have every right to criticize referees. Yeah. Just like how the corporate world criticizes, criticizes their leaders. Yes. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, we all. may they may get fired from it, but some may, some may not. I see it on LinkedIn all the time. They'll specifically call out a specific leader, right. but they're always but calling they're out always leaders. Calling them out. Nothing different with the NBA, you know. Like when I put my video out on uh, Quiet Quitting, mm-hmm. there were some leaders that actually sat down and watched that. If you recall, you ain't talking about mine, are you? No, my video. I, I know, but you're not quick. talking about people uh, leaving yeah, associated with mine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it did. Yeah. Because I was told about it. Of course. Told it. I don't even think I told you about that damn video. No, they told me. Yeah. That's like, I don't I, think I told yeah, you. Yeah, and I had to find out through them that you did it. I did. Yes, I did. Like, man, are you for real? Mm-hmm. Help us all. Yeah. I had no idea about it. Yeah. But... It was one of those things. It was, matter of fact, now that I remember, it was literally when I took that damn position, I had no business taking. I'm like, bro, why? We was in the conference room, girl. I struggled with that all day. I know. I struggled with it every single day, and I'm just like, I would never do something like that again. (laughs) I'm like, I have, I have officially burned that bridge. Yeah, burned that bridge. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That bridge. Nothing wrong with that at all. You burn all the bridges you need to. Yeah. For, for the safety of your well-being. Yes. And health. Yeah, for the sake of my mental health. Yes. I had burned that bridge. Yes. I'm sorry. There would be absolutely no reason why I will downgrade myself back into a position I have no business being in for one and two. Grew up from. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. And the last thing I saw that I want to bring mm-hmm. in attention is... Uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey's podcast. I think they, what do they call it? New Heights podcast? New Heights. But they call it, sir. Okay. So it was being brought to Travis Kelsey's attention by Jason saying, hey, bro, you were out of line for bumping and talking (laughs) shit to Andy Reid like that. You were out of line. And I believe that me and you both can agree to that. Mm -hmm. And for me, when me and you sit down and we have these podcasts, we have these conversations. Yeah. It's a whole new level of holding your own assembly accountable yeah. for actions that you had no business. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I can let let's be real. First, let me just say let me just say this. You crossed the line, according to Jason Kelsey. You crossed the line, and I think we both can agree on it. I did. In which Travis Kelsey agreed. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. He did. He called him off guard too. That's exactly what it was. He called him completely off guard. Yeah, completely called him off guard. He also explained why he was so fiery in that interaction with Andy Reid. I got a certain relationship with him, according to uh, Travis Kelsey. I got a certain relationship with him. He checked on me a few times, and I just wanted to let him know that I wanted this thing. He can't. He could put it on me, and I got it. You know, if it came in a moment where we weren't playing well, I wasn't playing well, and we had to get some shit going. And sometimes emotionally or emotions can get 
away from me, and that yeah. has been the battle of my career. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Kelsey said that he did talk to Reed about the interaction, and the two chuckled about it, you know, afterwards, I would have, I would allege anyway. Yeah. But Andy Reed, you know, gave him a a reaction that Travis Kelsey wasn't expecting, you know, it was like, I just love your passion. Yeah, he defended it. Yeah, he defended it. He defended, yeah, he defended it, it. For sure, but Jason Kelsey was just like, he may knock you upside the head next time. Yeah. You know, Andy Reid knows both of them. Coach both of them. Yeah, absolutely correct. So, you know, There's that type of... interlinking yeah, right there. Absolutely. There's absolutely. linking right there. Yeah. So, that, to me, is a, a standard. Big time. Yes. It's a standard. Yes, it is. And it's a term of respect. Yes. Because when you do stuff like that, I think about, I thought about, uh, it's all said and done, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Sure. It's when uh, me and Jerry got into that big ass argument. Mm-hmm. I mean, blown up argument. Yeah. We're to a point where I should have been fired. You know, that. I should have been terminated. Fighting with him physically, not fighting him, punching him out or anything like that, but verbally. Fighting verbally and then trying to wrestle things away from him because he was getting so angry. It because it made me angry. It's like, don't do that shit. That shit is annoying. Just stop doing it. Yeah. And um that's when, you know, he'll take something and throw it up against something and then I did. Yeah. Then threaten me to go home. You'll be here by yourself. Bro. Ain't no way in hell I'm going. Hello. You ain't gonna send me home. Again. So just stop. Rash decisions. Yes. Rash decisions. Egos. Yeah. Like, you can use that boss leadership, whatever the hell you want to use, but you know good and hell well that one's not gonna work out very well. No, because you would have been there by yourself. Yeah, you would have been, been there, you would have had to use the machine, thing. you would have been doing all this by yourself. You you wanna really talk about frustration? You really want to talk about that would have been frustration. Yep. That would have been frustration. Like, I've had to check him several times. That's an understatement. You know what I'm saying? I had to check him several times. Yeah. And I had to check him on the cell phone thing. I had to check him with his attitude. I had to check him on a lot of things. Everything. I had to check him. Everything on the, under the sun. Like, you're all about, you know, watching football, this, that, 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 but then when people are using the cell phones on their own personal time and, you know, you want to watch football, nah, I'm going to take it away from you. That's how we're going to play this game. Yeah. I'm and, taking that away from and you. And absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. Because what you did was established the ground mm-hmm. of understanding that you cannot Pick and choose. You can't pick and choose when you want to do stuff and then want to take away take it away from people yeah. when it's not football Sunday. Sunday. Okay, I'm gonna take this away from you. And you're the leader. Yeah. You're supposed to really uphold this rule. We signed on this. Right. Yeah, I had us sign this. Right. You know what I'm saying? If y'all if you're gonna be all about that, you need to be all, all about, about that. Period. So I had to check it. Right. I had to check because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't think that was fair. No, I didn't think that not. was fair at all. Absolutely not. Don't don't think you could just pick and choose anytime you want to be a leader. 
Mm-hmm. It's either you're going to be a leader or you're not going to be a leader. you're not going to be a leader. That's how it is. That's just how it rolls. Yeah, that's just how it rolls. And that's that egotistical stuff I, I don't like. That's, that's just things that, that that I hate about it. So that that's what that that uh, confrontation with Kelsey Brothers kind of reminded me of, like how I had to kind of check leadership right. about some things. And, uh, and Travis Kelsey being in the moment. Yeah, being in the moment. You know, it's and it's unfortunate that some leaders know how to respond to it and some yeah. just don't. Mm-hmm. Some people are not built to be no. leaders. No, they're not. But some people are meant to built to be leaders. Right. I, when you look at somebody like Andy Reid, you sit down and you think about he could have got caught up in the moment too. Yeah, he could have. But because he was so confident mm-hmm. in his coaching abilities to get the job done, like I know we had a rough first half, but when have we not ever been the comeback kids? Girl, sit down and ask me how many times I played Kansas City in the regular season in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs to a point in Madden 22 and 24 where I bitched and complained about Kansas City coming back on me. Yeah. And they've done it before. All the time. They do it all the time. They come back from 10 plus plenty of time. Plenty of time. That's that's their bread and butter. Yeah, it is. They are the comeback kids. Yeah. When they come down to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on that field. Yep. And the defense. Andy Reid said it well. It was like, hey, that Christmas loss, poke the bear. Yeah. And they ain't lost no game since. Mm-hmm. All the way up to the Super Bowl. Yep. And won it. Undefeated. Yep. Poke the bear. That says a lot about the adjustments as a coach. It shows the leadership of a coach and the confidence that you have as a coach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Sometimes you do need certain losses to get the bear poked. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, they just poked the bear. They lost. And that reality set in. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just have to really put trust in who was it that coaching. they lost to? Hmm? Who was it that they lost to? The AFC West rival, the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, okay, we finna fix this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. They ain't, they ain't one one sense. So. One last thing I want to bring up also. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Uh, Shaq had his jersey retired. I saw night. that. I guess the OKC. I saw that. Oklahoma. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, just for the sake of, just for the sake of this, is that that was well earned. And he's the first one to actually have his jersey retired by the Orlando Magic. It was well deserved. Only yeah. for four years, he, he did make a big impact for Orlando. Him and Scott Skiles. Yes. But Scott, Scott, I think they only played, what, two years together? Maybe. I mean, Scott Skiles, Penny Hardaway, Dennis, Dennis Scott, Scott Nick, Anderson. Nick Anderson, Horace Grant, even that little bit of time. That little bit, yeah. Uh, who was they center? Shaq. Duh. Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> Man, I'm losing it. <laughs> You're losing it. You're losing it big time. I'm losing dude. it. Yeah. That, that, that to me, um, having this jersey retired, um, it just shows that as as Shaq being Shaq, I think that it is a well-learned hard work for four years of one NBA Finals appearance and multiple playoff appearances. Yeah. 
because after that, they ain't been the same. Mm -hmm. They never reached the finals again until 2008 with the White House. Oh, nine. Or 2009. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. No, I think it's 2000. Uh, it was, yeah, 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. the, the last time Orlando went to uh, the NBA finals. Right. So you could say right there, I, you know, Shaq, he did it. He deserved it. So I think that was cool. And I saw a little bit of it. I watched it. Like, yeah. Good for Shaq. Yeah, it Good is. for Shaq. Did you just see this breaking news that came out? No. They talk, still talking about the Kansas City shooting, but they're saying that three people has been detained. I didn't see that. Oh, last I think it was two. Just three now. Three now. I didn't even see that anybody got detained. I was just focused on the shooting. I didn't even bother to mention it. I, I seen that two people was detained. I didn't know there was a third person at all. Yeah, they've got three people. So they're really about to get some stories now. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this this is, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on this. Mm -hmm. We're going to definitely be talking about this one a lot more. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Because, see, ESPN, you're right, because ESPN put it out about an hour ago that two people were taken into custody and shooting at the Chiefs parade that left one person dead at 10 to 15 injuries. Yeah. And that was just and an hour ago. Was, yeah. And then the numbers just started to. You know, gradually increasing. It's a damn shame that kids was involved. That's what hurts the most. Yeah. Anybody with children. Yeah, anybody with children. Think about that. It, it just makes me think, as I was thinking, I was just watching a documentary of Francis Files, too. Father killed his wife and five children, being the youngest and infant. Not even two months old. You thought I Chris, would never wish you, that on anybody. You thought Chris Watts was cruel. Vincent Brothers, just as vicious. All five, I think all five of his kids and his wife. This is the this is the message. This is not something to be taken the wrong way, but this is just the fact that this message just need really needs to be heard careful on who you choose as family. Be careful who you choose as family. Because for one thing, that is brutal. Yeah. That was brutal. It was. And sometimes they feel like they're trapped and they can't get out. Mm -hmm. Because if they divorce, yep. they're going to go and kill. Mm -hmm. Especially if there's a big money uh, financial input into it. Right. Right. That's when they feel trapped and they can't divorce them because they may get a large amount of money and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And yeah. That's that's some of these things that are unfortunate. Now some of them are just straight up cruel. They just do it that they either have a mental issue or they're just narcissists that has no feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Come across a lot of those. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the message. That's real talk. Yeah, it is. Oh, Daryl. Oh, Darren. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, let's start with an update from yesterday's mass shooting down in Kansas City with the Super Bowl 58. 
parade. So apparently, one adult got arrested and then released. Then there are two more in jail right now, but they're not adults, they're juveniles. I'm hearing that it was from a dispute. Yeah. They're saying that it, it could have stemmed from a dispute uh, based on, you know, the, a personal issue. That must have involved that many people getting hurt. I would agree. It's kind of, you know, you would think that you would think that people would go down there to have a good time, mm-hmm. but then this is what happens. You know, it's unfortunate. I mean, you don't think anything changed on the behalf of numbers. Right. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Um, they're still saying that 22 people were injured in the shooting that ranged between the ages of 8 and 27 years old. And then half of those were people under the age of 16. Uh, now they have to do the full-blown investigation of yeah. looking into what happened, getting people's cell phone uh, videos that they have them. Because, you know, we're in a different you know, day and age now where back in the day if a mass shooting happened, it was good old fashioned police work. Now you can use cell phone you can footage. use cell phone footage for, you know, practically anything if if anybody's, you know, really recording stuff. So I'm just saddened by that because Kansas City won the Super Bowl for that to happen. To bring your personal problems into a, a victory parade—it's crazy. It's crazy. But then you, but then you have to think about the flip of it too. There's a lot of NFL players, NBA players, you know, sports players overall that just goes and excuse me, that just go in and they resolve their issues too by yeah. violence. violence. And a lot of times, these young cats are looking exactly to them, and that's exactly. That whole situation with Shannon Sharp and uh, Mike Epps. The whole situation with Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps. Yeah, apparently Mike Epps made some jokes that really caught Shannon Sharp's attention. That was about him, and Shannon Sharp clapped, clapped back on his uh, podcast or show, uh, The Nightcap, with Ucho Senko, well Chad Johnson. And he had clapped back. And then Mike Epps clapped back again and said that when we meet, it's not going to be a fighting situation. So in other words, he threatened to kill him. And Mike Epps do have a gun. And so it's like, bro, grow the fuck up. That's the problem. Bro, that's that's the small stuff like Like, that. Why are you bringing a gun into this situation? Grow up. Well, why do you think that? Using the gun is really going to make you that much bigger and badder and, 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 and everything else. You could go back and you could think about uh, Cat Williams mm-hmm. when he almost got killed over a joke. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's... 
It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It kills me. Yep. I struggle with yeah, that. I agree, dear. I struggle with that. I agree. So so much. I have more on this in a minute. But in the meantime, um, excuse me. Um, so PJ Tucker, uh, LA Clippers, I want to say Ford, uh, was fined seventy five thousand dollars for airing uh, trade desires. Wait a minute, he got fined seventy five grand for what? Airing trade desires. So in other words, talking about the. Uh, being traded. You weren't kidding when they took when they literally took free speech away. I'm not bullshit. You're like, not kidding. Yeah, they're really taking away free speech. Now, if there is some kind of code of ethics behind that, then I can understand it. I would have to literally go and read these rule books. Literally with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah, no kidding. To figure out why these players have been taking away free, uh, freedom of speech, especially when they're getting, you know, getting paid a lot of money. Right. Right. You know, it's one thing to have a strict contract to be able to not do extracurricular activities and different things like that because they're investing in, in you. Mm. That's one thing. Yeah. But it's another one to have your free speech taken away I don't know maybe I'll I mean it's just like it's like one thing to release team information right but at the same time it's more like expressing you know how you are really feeling in this moment uh-huh. because he didn't want to be part of a LA Clipper team I mean like he don't want a part of it and he did not ask for trade. He didn't want to get traded. But he ended up getting traded anyway. And he didn't like that. Where'd he go? LA. Uh, I think he got traded from uh, Philly, I think. Either Philly or Houston, one of the two. Oh, that's right, because he uh, left uh, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. After they won the championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. So was it Milwaukee? It might have been Milwaukee. I don't know if he stayed with Milwaukee. I thought he left Milwaukee after they won the championship. He might have. And with the Philly, I think. Because he ended up getting this ring. And the Philadelphia said it's just a uniform, I think. Or another team's uniform. I just don't know. Yeah. He didn't stay with... I know he didn't stay with Milwaukee. No. You made me think about it. There was a player. (sighs) Got his name. Back up. No, 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 no. Something different. Uh, There's a player. I forgot his name. But he had won a ring with the Golden State Warriors. I think the last time they won it, I think it was 2022. Mm-hmm. He had just received that ring, I think, about two, three weeks ago. Why it take so long? Because normally they present it at, at, the, at their home game. The Warriors, the defending champions, home, yeah, home game. Yeah. It took that long. It could have been trades. It could have been injuries. It could, well, not injuries, but trades that could have happened. I forgot who it was, but yeah, it took a long time for me to get this ring. 
No, I forgot who it was. Wasn't JaVale McGee by chance, uh -uh. was it? I can't remember who it was. I was just gonna kill me, but I ain't killing myself with it. So. Right. Let me go back to Kansas City for a second mm -hmm. with the mass shooting. Mm -hmm. The underage people that got killed—I mean, got killed—that got injured. Excuse me. Um. They're definitely looking for resources for them to have a mental health. Oh, of course. Um, no doubt about it. I mean, it, it, particularly for them, but, you know, the, the adults as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but the underaged young men and women that got injured are definitely looking for resources mm -hmm. on that behalf. Um, it's... It's one of those things that you have to think about. Is it necessary to go out? Right. It's sad to think like that. It really is. But you have to think, is it really necessary to go out? But you really, you really like in your own home. Yeah, you're not safe at all. No, I mean those people. I mean the good thing is is that they're all expected to survive. Yeah, even though some of them are, you know, um, even though all of them, some of them are in critical condition. It seems like that most of them are going to pretty much, you know, pull through mm -hmm. unless something dramatically, you know, happens. changes for the worse, which has happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I bring this back up because I wanted to share as well Trey Smith. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people may think it's corny, but at the end of the day, when you have this situation that goes down, and when Trey Smith saw a little boy just really traumatically upset which everybody would understand why he's traumatically upset look what just happened you know Trey Smith you know having to put his person, own personal feelings aside to say you know what what can I do to help a little man here what can I do and the result you gave him the WWE belt a lot of people might think that's corny but Little small acts like that. That shit is golden. Yeah, it's golden. It's golden. You know, it's you know he said it. He was talking to the Good Morning America crew. What can I do to help this dude out? You know, and he told him, "Look here, take the belt." You know, I don't know if he gave it to him for keeps, but at the end of the day, because he was holding it, was really his. You know, because he was sporting it. Yeah, you know, during the parade. He was like, you the champion. Mm -hmm. To endure all this, you the champion. Like, yeah, I may, have just won, I may have just won the sports, sports championship, mm -hmm. but damn, you just won something even bigger. Yeah, you did. You the champion. Yep. Yep. Everybody out there champion. 
especially ones that actually pin the gunman down. They're the real yes. champs too. Yes. Yes. They're the real champs. They're I, the I think they got film of that from my understanding. Yes, they did. And it, it's it's courageous to do that. No doubt. It's courageous. To scary. Do that. Very scary to do that. You know, traumatic. You know. Yeah. Because you don't know, you never know if you're walking yourself into a trap or not. Exactly. You know, and that's that's one of your that's one of your ones that are, you know, facing a lot of fear and overcoming a lot of things to try to prevent the worst happening. Right. Which could have been a lot more worse. Say the least. Andy Reid yeah. was company people as well. He was. He was. Um, because sometimes you do have to put your personal feelings to the side if you really want to, you know, help others sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's not the easiest thing. Never. And you know, Never. I, I, I sit down and I think about myself. Yeah. When, you know, I have to put my personal feelings aside to, you know, assist and, you know, friendships that have issues. Think about past if that's the same thing, but I think about me when it comes down to that situation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I don't take care of myself. Exactly, and that's where my failure comes in on that behalf. Yeah, that's what, Darren. I, I, not only do I stand with you, but I was pretty much in that predicament, and it's never a good feeling right. because. Your body don't sit well. No, it don't. It's in a very uncomforting position. It, you're getting anxiety. You're, right. You're thinking about a lot of things. It's like, oh shit! Now I got a lot more other things that I need to do on my behalf, but you're too busy thinking about other people. Right. And that's where it hurts. And, and yeah, absolutely most. right. And that's where the struggle comes in. That's where the biggest and the baddest of them all comes in. You know. Yeah. If you love that person, you would think you would know how to take care of yourself better. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you're going out the way for somebody that you love. But one, don't reciprocate those same feelings. And two, and far most importantly, are still struggling but can't really... get over the hump yeah yeah makes it even harder and yeah and it makes it a hundred times harder especially when you're not responding the way that you would love for them to respond absolutely correct hands down that is correct you know you you want to you want them to be open you want them to really spill everything out you're not there for judgment. You're just there to listen. You're just there to hear everything that you want to hear out of right. them. Right. And that's it. You don't, because it could come out to be for the better. Yeah. But it don't. It don't always, always work 100% like that. work. Not always work that way. Yeah. And because of that, I have to. I had to cut a lot cut of those out. relationships down. We cut them out. Yep. Me too, dear. I'm with you. I had to. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, you know, as you get older, you start to realize that a lot of things are just not worth 
your time anymore. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. And so that's when you know that you, for me, I really had to realize that a lot of things just wasn't meant to be. It was a waste. So that's why I started grinding more yeah. with um, with the gaming prospect. I started, you know, putting more work into investing in myself. Right. And, you know, working out more and doing all these things to not only keep myself busy, but at the same time to actually, you know, invest in myself, make time for myself, fill make time for me. Gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fill those gaps. And, and that's very unfortunate. But but it is what it is. But, you know, Kansas City Chiefs did amazing to they did. help a lot yes. of the people comfort they them, did. you know, while this was all going on. So mm-hmm. it's really good. It was really good what they did. They, they, they are also, also true champs, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Yeah. I agree. I would agree. So I'm pretty sure everybody sees all this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pistons, Isaiah Stewart got arrested after punching uh, Phoenix's uh, Drew Eubanks. I did not see that. Yeah. I didn't see that. So apparently, uh, he it was right. It was before the game. They come in, an argument ensues. They get chest to chest, and that's when Isaiah Stewart punched him, and they had to intervene, break up the fight. And after that, I guess right there, I don't know if they did it right then and there, but they ended up arresting him. They charged him, cited him, and he got released. So, oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. They ended up, they ended up releasing him. So. Now, what did he do after he left? I have no clue. That would be the interesting piece to this puzzle because... It may not be nothing for y'all, but damn it, that's something for me. What did you do afterwards? Yeah. You was already listed as out with a sprained ankle. Did you... And plus, they're all, I think they was on the road. Wasn't they? I think they was on the road. Oh, you talking about the Pistons? And, Pistons and the Suns. Um, I think they was on the road. When this happened? Last night. Oh, this is fresh. Yeah, this is last night. This is fresh. Yeah, this happened um, last night. Oh, I can look it up. I, right I got it right here. Um, what's the team again? Detroit and uh, Phoenix. Yep, they were in Phoenix. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> like, because when you're on the road, you... what? You stay together. You stay together. Your first off, they lost, which is far more. Oh, of important. course. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they lost. Y- yeah, you weren't gonna get away with that and think that, you know, y'all was gonna walk out of there with a W. That that Isaiah uh, Stewart punching Drew Eubanks like that did not spark Detroit's uh, spark plugs. It did not. No. <laughs> if anything, it might have drained them. It's, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you literally just said that he put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was out with a uh, sprained ankle. And they was on the road. They was on the road. So it kind of just made me just flash back. And it may <laughs> not have nothing to do with this, but it just made me flash back to when Craig got fired on his day off. Why are you going around punching people and you're out? 
He was yeah, right. Craig was stealing boxes. Isaiah Stewart is punching people. What's up with that? Bro, really? Okay. Okay. Two crimes committed. One didn't get fired, but got uh, got arrested. The other one just got fired. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna get some hefty punishments from the NBA. You best to believe he is. Oh, no doubt because it's it now you got law enforcement involved. Yes, you did. You got law enforcement involved, and when law enforcement get involved, and the NBA has to get involved, NBA is gonna come down and. They fumbled the bag before. <laughs> yeah, let's get this straight right now. They have fumbled the bag before. No doubt. We all know this. But let's see if on the side of law enforcement, if NBA get this right. Which let me just mention this real quick. Mm-hmm. With him punching him like that. You got a college player now, LSU running back Trey Holly. Oh, yeah. Facing charge of attempted second degree murder. Yeah. I don't think he has a career now. Yeah, I think he's done. He I think he's pretty much shredded. So now I think he he's joining that club of Ray Rice and and all them. Mm-hmm. So at one point, Kareem Hunt. What you mean at one point? He got hit with uh, domestic violence. Him and Ray Rice got hit with domestic violence. Ray Rice have been back in the NFL since, but Kareem Hunt has. Oh, true. True. Yeah. So, not saying that it's going to be the same way with him, but it, it, it's, it's pretty, it's, his career pretty much was over even before it started. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking at this point because it's crazy that it, it, he may not have a. I really don't mm-hmm. because it, it's so young. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Insane. Yeah. Crazy. And also, uh, Commissioner uh, Rob Manfred uh, is set to retire in 2029. That's five years from now. He made a date with retirement. He did. Very good. Just waiting on Roger Goodell to do it. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think so either, but... In that case... Who was the commissioner before Goodell? Uh... I I forgot his name. I'm glad you made me think about it. Um... I totally forgot his name. So there was a lot of things that were different from him to Goodell. Yeah. Yeah. I just forgot his name. And I think of his name. Hmm. Goodell got a birthday coming up too. When? February 19th. Oh, it's literally coming up. It's literally coming up. I'm thinking like a couple weeks from now. Uh That's right at the All-Star weekend, isn't it? Pretty much. I got to pronounce his name right, but it's Paul. It's Paul. Oh, it starts with a... Oh. 
Yeah, I know. Is Paul Tagliaboo? Tagliaboo? I don't know. But I got you. Yeah. He was the commissioner before. Goodell. Goodell. Gotcha. But in this case, I'm not still waiting on Goodell to hang him up to. I really am. It's going to happen no time soon. You never know. <laughs> hey, don't tell it. <laughs> tell it. There's a big damn protest. Bro, y'all be fucking up. That's an understatement. It is. It's true. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. This is straight up true. Um, well, let's start with this then. Wes Phillips. He apparently had a charge of DWI. Driving while intoxicated. Yes. Okay. He made an agreement with prosecutors where he pleaded guilty to an amended charge of misdemeanor careless driving. Remind, now, hold, remind me who Wes Phillips is? Wes Phillips is the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Is that Wayne Phillips' son? I would like to say yes. Okay. I would like to say yes. Sorry, go ahead. But he is going to plead guilty to an amended charge of misdemeanor careless driving, which I'm trying to figure out by law what is the difference between a DWI and an MCD, misdemeanor careless driving. I mean... Did you think that I got a good idea of the difference and it has nothing to do with the law, but yeah. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, I I think I know where you're going. I I don't think there's any difference. Right. Okay. Rather, if it's a misdemeanor, rather, well, but the misdemeanor in the actual uh, DWI, the charges are probably higher between the two. But the fact that he did a DWI should not be any different than a misdemeanor careless driving. Because now you're just saying, oh, he was just driving recklessly without drinking. Yeah, so why set up that deal in the first place? Yeah, and then he going to pay a $300 fine and a $78 subcharge, $78 subcharge, which I... Stop on the wrist. Yes. December 8th is when all this happened. He was stopped on I-394 at possibly 9.45 p.m. Central Standard Time, and he showed signs of impairment. And ultimately, his blood alcohol content level tested 0.10, and that came straight from the Minnesota State Patrol, and that the legal limit in Minnesota is 0.08. So he was over the legal limit? Yes. Yes, he was. He was booked into Hennepin County Jail and was released early the next morning. He posted that $300 bill and believe it or not, he went with the team to Las Vegas later that day and performed his normal duties in the 3-0 zip over the Oakland 
aka Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Wow. Don't you think the consequences would have been a little bit more hefty if it was a black man? Yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. And wouldn't it be more heftier if the NFL actually slapped a punishment on them? They didn't. That's the crazy part. They didn't do anything. That right there. I don't ever. I don't ever recall them doing anything. When you have your favorites, when you have people in the NFL that are legends, right? It seems apparent that you'd get away with more. Why I never understand. That. I would never understand that either. Like that should be equal punishment along amongst everybody that you know violates the law, breaks the law, mm-hmm. however, whenever. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they're showing favorites. It seemed like they show favorites. It seemed like that some just get away with some, you know, get harsh penalties. It it's all messed up. It's all messed up. It's insane it. there. Yeah, I don't get it. That's just something I wanted to share. It was Yeah. Um, and that happened back in December? Mm-hmm. December 8th. Wow. Okay. Well, from one disgrace to another. Ah! <laughs> let's uh let's uh go over these results from uh All Star Weekend. Um so Team Jalen Rose's team knocked off uh Team Deathless Shrimps in the finals of the twenty twenty four Panani Rising Stars. That was on Friday night. Oh, they actually had some Friday night? I thought it was just Saturday and Sunday. Uh-uh. Or something Friday night also. Um, and Benedict Benedict Mathurin uh, won uh, uh, Rise of Stars MVP. All-Star <coughs> Saturday night. <clears throat> Team Pacers win the Kia Skills Challenge. Why is that not surprising? Yeah. And get them to win a damn championship. Mm. <laughs> what the end game tournament? Well, they have man. I ain't even gonna lie. I give them more props on the on the end season tournament than I do the skills challenge. <laughs> but uh, Damian Lillard, he wins the starry three point contest. I think he successfully defended that title. He did. Hold on. Who won between Sabrina and Stefan? I'm great to get into that. Oh, okay. Mac McClung uh, wins the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. And Stefan versus Sabrina. Stephen Curry won. Not by much, though. 
He said he was nervous, according to that guy. Yeah, he did. He said he was nervous. According to that contest, he said he was nervous. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that response. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sabrina was nervous, too. I'm sure they both were nervous. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen Curry won 29 to 26. He did not win by much. No, he didn't win by much at all. But Sabrina still holds the three-point challenge record anyway with 37. She got that she can hold on to. Yeah. For that part. Mm-hmm. Impressive stuff. Yeah. I think she recently got married. If I'm... If I saw it right. Well, probably did. But I've just seen her in a nice little wedding dress. <laughs> I just have to yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I we believe. When we just talking about Mariah Carey like that. Oh my God. When they Jordan. throw, when they threw, when they went throwback to 2003. Uh, Wearing the Michael Jordan, Jordan jersey. Dress. Yeah, she wore a dress with the, the Jordan jersey when he was playing with the Wizards. Man, wow! You wanna, oh, you wanna talk about melting your heart? Oh my goodness! Mm. And I'm not mm. even particularly crazy about Mariah Carey, but there I'm was not just either. something about that that was just in like, that dress, man. Uh, what? I know MJ was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know he was. It was like, come on, man. I mean, she's. She looked good in that dress. He, she did. She did. I don't remember what they was ironing Jordan for, but probably or she was a Jordan fan. She probably either that or his, you know, final All Star game. But oh yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. it could be both. She probably was just a fan of Jordan, and also they were honoring him at the same time for his last All Star game. Yeah, because he was because his first retirement, the second retirement, he didn't get farewell first time he didn't get a farewell so yeah this third time he got a farewell so that dress yeah <laughs> let me uh yeah I don't keep focus here yeah, I'm right <laughs> I'm kidding I'm losing my mind here yeah no kidding <laughs> So breaking news came out earlier today that uh, Jock Vaughn, a Brooklyn Nets uh, head coach, uh, was fired, and they promoted Kevin Ollie to interim coach. That's interesting because I hadn't heard that name in a while. The last time I heard that name, he was in college. Was he doing Connecticut? The last time I heard that name was when he was playing for the Pacers in 2002. So you're telling me you never heard his name in college? I could have sworn you talked some headlines about him too. Well, I could have, but my main memory is fresh when he was playing for the Pacers. No, no, for me it would have been when he was coaching Connecticut. I think it was Connecticut. I think it was Connecticut. But my memory's kind of vague on that, though. I don't know why. Um, 
Probably because it wasn't your topic of interest. No, it really wasn't. I don't think it was. But, but there was just some things, I'm not sure. There were some headlines that during, I don't remember if it was right before COVID or during COVID. I think right. got bought yeah. up a, a quite a few times. It did. It did. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Now, the only reason why I think about that or Kevin Ollie a lot was because he was the one, I think, that uh, gave Reggie Miller that ball to hit that uh, game-tying buzzer beater against the New, New Jersey, Jersey Nets. Nets. That's absolutely correct. Yes, yes, yes. That's the only That's the only one. Yeah. Otherwise, it probably would have been college. Collegiate. Yeah, collegiate level. <laughs> I'm just... I was just seeing that and... Uh, I don't know what to think of it mm-hmm. in this case because Kevin Ali is black also. So, of course. From one black coach to another mm-hmm. interim. But in the sense of just the team itself, I will never understand the terms of why like the coaches has to be merely responsible for you know grown men playing in the NBA I would never understand that Right. so it's like if a coach tries to make changes if a coach is trying to you know try to improve the team and they still don't perform well then they still get Get the ditch, they still get right. fired, mm-hmm. and regardless to that, I it just it's some of those things just don't sit well with me. Right, it just don't sit well with me. While the NBA players really don't have that line of responsibility, it'll have to, you know, it'll be have to be a, a situation to say the least. And I'm just. It, it just flush. It just kind of confuses me. But mm-hmm. I'm not a coach. I just do a podcast. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> then I forgot to mention real quick. I forgot to mention that that damn All Star game totaled 397 damn points. A lot of people are saying that's fixed. Which I mean, I don't know. But I, don't I mean, know. it just well, if it's fixed, it's stupid. I mean, I would be confused at how would it be fixed, but far more better than that. Whatever happened to the competitive side of the All-Star game? Yeah. What happened to it? I don't know. What happened to it? What happened to, you know, what used to be, you know, friendly competition, right? And... Fire defense. What happened to it? What yeah. just? I mean, there's some things you can show out on it, and that's okay. Yeah, and, and, um, and, yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally loving the showing out. But yeah, I, I think the bigger thing that I'm, the only thing that I commend for was Halliburton. Yeah, absolutely. Five consecutive threes to start off the All Star game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, it was. 
I mean, Damian Lillard <clears throat> took home MVP, so yeah, um, thirty nine yeah. points. I think oh, he, and I forgot to mention the celebrity game. Let's go ahead. I'm sorry. He uh, also drained a half. I think a mid range, not mid range, uh, half court shot. Who's that? Damian Lillard. Oh yeah, it was like a few feet behind the half court line. He he launched it. His prayer is his confidence. Gotcha. Let's put it like that. Gotcha. He, yeah. he knows he can drill those things. Right. But he knows he can't do it during the game yeah. either. Right. He can only do it at that particular point in the All-Star game. Yeah. I forgot the score to that celebrity game. But uh, Shannon Sharp's team won that uh, Shannon Sharp out here hooping. I don't think anybody could guard him. Yeah, he 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 too big. He too big. I don't think nobody wanted to guard him. Nah. Can you blame him? No, I wouldn't either. Um, so Team Shannon won one hundred to ninety one over Stephen A. Smith's team. Uh Micah Parsons won the MVP, scored thirty seven points. Who was he playing with? I think Team Shannon. Usually whoever the winner is usually the one And yep, and he was the one. He was the one. But yeah, those are the results of the All-Star Weekend. That's it for me. Well, I'm going to knock out two of these real quick. Mm -hmm. One, uh, Taylor Swift giving a hundred thousand dollars to the Shooting Pickles family. She gave two five hundred thousand dollar transactions to the GoFundMe mm-hmm. uh, for the behalf of the uh, victim of the shooting. So who's hating? Uh, Nobody really that I know of. I thought somebody would have been hating. <clears throat> no, not not yet. And, and if it is, I have no idea. I'm just sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave two. I'm sorry, not two five hundred thousand, two fifty thousand dollar donations. Uh, they confirmed that it was her because she definitely put it under her name and definitely said, "Hey, this is me." Her representatives uh, said that, and she signed it by saying, "Sending my deepest, deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss. With love, Taylor Swift." Uh, this was for the victim. I believe her name was Lisa Lopez Galvin. Yeah. Um, so Taylor Swift did that, which I think was awesome as always. Oh yeah. Um, and then behind that also, there was two juveniles that were charged in the shooting chiefs parade. I think I might've mentioned it before, but just going to mention it again. Mm -hmm. And we, of course we don't have names, but you know, there was still, Still, people that are still hanging on right now based on their injuries and things like that. So, I'm just going to hold on to that for now and leave that there. <clears throat> Meanwhile, girl, the other thing mm-hmm. is, uh, which I don't have it anymore and I have no idea where there it is. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he got a two game ban for violation, being the NFL's performance enhancing substance policy. Uh, he. He used 
a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption from the league. So he will not appeal that suspension and he will miss the first two games of the 2024 season. Whoever he plays. Um, yeah. Uh, he, did he get released by Oakland? I mean, uh, Las Vegas. They will release him on the uh, NFL's New Year. Watch first. Yep, Swanson says the Raiders are expected to release Garoppolo before the fifth day of the new league new year in mid-March, and he will earn an 11.25 million roster bonus. Uh, he also has an 11.25 million dollar salary base guarantee for the 2024 season. That now could be voided because of that suspension. Mm-hmm. He signed a three-year deal, $72.75 million contract that included $33.75 million guaranteed with the Las Vegas Raiders in March when Josh McDaniels was the team's head coach and Dave Ziegler was the general manager. They probably didn't want him in the first place. So they didn't. They don't tell him. But with Antonio Pierce now as the head coach and Tom Tesla as the general manager, there's no connection or commitment to Garoppolo. And the Raiders would be looking to add another quarterback in the draft with some with, with some around the league uh, believing that Las Vegas would make a strong play to trade up from the number 13 pick that it currently holds. So you have two quarterbacks that would be on the roster once uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets released and that would be Aiden O'Connor. I'm sorry, Aiden O'Connell and veteran Brian Hoyer who also has ties to McDaniel and Ziggler from their time together in New England. So Aiden O'Connell came from, I think he only had, I think he uh, just completed his rookie season. I gave him an evaluation when I was uh, uh, watching the NFL draft. Yeah, not draft, uh, the uh, scouting combine. Last, was that last year? Yeah, last year. So, um, that would be one thing right there. Jimmy Garoppolo fan. See where he's gonna go on that behalf. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And then the most important thing I wanted to bring up, Steve Wilkes. I want to reference back to Monday Night Girl when um, when we was talking about this. Sure. Remember when we was talking about. When I first shared the hairline headline that's that Steve Wills got fired at the win. Yeah. Well you remember the first thing that came out of my mouth? Why did he get fired? That was my first question. Then I had another question. What the hell does Shanahan mean, Kyle Shanahan mean by he wasn't a fit? What the hell does that mean? That was the very question I asked. Apparently, I'm not the only one. I Hell, I thought I was just somebody that was just talking about the side of my neck. I yeah, thought I was just somebody that was just doing the podcast. Wow. Apparently, there's a journalist that actually says the exact same thing. Quote, saying this. I'm still angry at the way the 49ers head coach, Kyle Shanahan, publicly, publicly scapegoated defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Two days after the San Francisco 22-25 overtime loss, Shanahan met with local media and said that he expected his staff to be back. 
and literally a day later in a hastily, meaning fast and ignorant phone call, call conference, <laughs> Shanahan announced that he had fired Wilkes after one season. His explanation, it just ended up not being the right fit. How? What does that mean? Who got in your head? Yeah, who got in your head? Upper management. I'll get to that in a second. I don't know if it was upper management. They would have had to sign off on it. No, I just have a theory on it. But Well, the York family has a history. I'll explain it in a second. Yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing. Was Wilkes not fit enough to take San Francisco or help to take San Francisco to the Super Bowl a year after the 49ers was knocked out of the NFC Championship game? Was he not fit enough to maintain the 49ers as one of the best defensive units in the NFL? What does that mean? He was not a fit. You have more questions than you do answers. And these are one of these defensive coordinators that's just that has a defensive mindset mm-hmm. and a no-nonsense defensive coordinator. Right. But going back on this whole, you know, we, I, I, I may have talked, I don't think I talked about this during COVID. It, actually, I did. During COVID, I've talked, not even during COVID, but, you know, throughout the years, especially during the Afternoon Coffee po- po- Podcast segment, I've always talked about black coaches and coordinators. I specifically talked about it in the Afternoon Coffee segment of this podcast. Yes. Had it. Yes. Uh, I will always talk about the defensive, well, not the defensive coordinators, but the coordinators and the head coaches. Now they always now the black coaches and coordinators have always been on a shorter leash than their white coaching counterparts. Being Philadelphia Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni in an effort to explain the Eagles' late season collapse, fired two of his defensive coordinators, offensive uh, coordinator Brian Johnson. Credited with uh, developing Jalen Hurts where he was with Eagles quarterbacks coach was fired at the end of the season. Right behind them was defensive coordinator Sean Desai or Desai was relieved of his play calling during uh, duties mid-season and then was also fired during, I'm sorry, after the season. 23 seasons as coaching after the 2018 season. Steve Wilkes have climbed up that coaching mountain and was rewarded when he was named head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And he only lasted one season. And after three and 13 seasons, he was fired. Now, the Cardinals claim that they that he would never be, he was never discussed as a long-term answer for the Arizona Cardinals. In 2022, he went home to Charlotte, the yeah. Carolina Panthers, defensive uh, passing game coordinator and secondaries coach. He was named the interim head coach in 2022 after Matt Rule was fired at the five games. Now, Wilkes rallied that team to a 6-6 record in the final 12 games. But he didn't get the head coaching job. You know who that head coaching job went to? Frank Wright. Frank Wright. Wilkes landed in San Francisco and Panthers owner David Tepper fired Wright just after 11 games that season. But he still didn't get the job, of course. I think he ended up going to... I think he was in San Francisco at the time. Now, Kyle Shanahan 
this is why I say part of me do not believe this is part of part of me believe that this is upper management, but I don't think it's the upper upper management of the reason why it got to Shanahan. I don't think it was the York family overall. I think it has a lot to do with his son. I mean, with his father and father uh, son connection of Mike Shanahan and his relationship with John Lynch. So, part of that being John Lynch had a choice. Steve Wilkes or Kyle Shanahan. And like you said, Kyle Shanahan should have been fired. I said that well, I said that when he was like it wasn't the fit. The hell do you mean by that? I always ask that question. Kyle Shanahan was twenty nine years old when he got his first offensive coordinator's job. Steve Wilkes. Guess where age he was? Just take a wild guess. A number of any kind. Now mind you, he's fifty four. Probably 40. 48. 48 when he got his first coordinator's job. This is the same Kyle Shanahan who was heralded as an offensive genius as the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator. Survived the first season to help Atlanta reach the Super Bowl during the 2016-2017 uh, season. But in that game, Atlanta famously blew that 28-3 fourth quarter lead that Shanahan was criticized for in his play column. So again, I asked that question. What the hell does that mean when you say he wasn't the fit? Oh, you're talking about the same guy that also lost to... Uh, what was it, Philadelphia in the championship game? Yeah. That same Kyle Shanahan? That same dude. And the other same Shanahan that just lost again, blowing a 20-10 lead to San Francisco? I mean, to I'm sorry, to uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Twice! And then sat there, continues to say he wasn't the fit, but you're somehow behind these collapses. Yeah, you are playing a big role behind these losses, bro. You are consistently behind these blown losses. And then what gets me is when we was talking about it a couple weeks ago, when we was talking about Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers not knowing the overtime rules. Again, I ask you. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And then you go up there and you talk about that y'all went over the overtime. Oh, that's bullshit. I don't think he did. That's it bullshit. You I don't think he did. Do it. He didn't. So now Steve Wilkes is going to be your guy to protect you? Scapegoat. Scapegoat that he tries to find people to blame. He don't take accountability for himself. No, he don't. Robert, uh, Robert Slay. The 49ers defensive coordinator in that game was not fired. And we're talking about uh, I believe he's talking about the the uh, (laughs) 
while I was saying he was the New York Jets. Oh, he must have been talking about doing the 2016-2017 uh, Super Bowl season. Because right after that, he became the New York Jets head coach. Yes, he did. He did. After he lost that game, the defensive coordinator, not that game, but the... Um, uh, what game were we just talking about right before Kansas City? That he lost. The Super Bowl. Yeah, the, which Super Bowl? The first Super Bowl. Whatever that first Super Bowl or first matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it that was. they lost. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl. I think it was 58. I'm sorry. Uh, Super Bowl 56. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, LIV. No, that's 54. That's Super Bowl 54. That's where the 49ers blew a 20 to 10 lead to lead, uh, uh, lead to Kansas City lost 31 to 20. Super Bowl LVI. Yeah. Is it LIV? Yeah, LIV. Yeah, Super Bowl 54. Yeah. That was the same Shanahan along with Robert Sahi, the 49ers defensive coordinator in that game, uh, was the coordinator. But he did not get fired. That's where he was just hired by the Jets. He left to go to the Jets. San Francisco lost to the Eagles last season in the conference championship game. We talked about that. Shanahan was given the pass because his starting quarterback, Rob Purdy, was knocked out of the game and the 49ers did not have adequate replacement. So why was Wilk summarily fired three days after the Super Bowl loss in which the 49ers defense created two turnovers forced a fumble and intercepted Patrick Mahomes' pass and held the Chiefs to one touchdown in regulation. Was there a confrontation? Was there a blow-up? Did Shanahan cross the line in how he spoke with Wilkes? A lot of people that have experiences in the NFL says this is a red flag. It goes beyond the question that we keep asking. What does he mean by he was just not a fit. It goes beyond past that. There could be a million things behind the scene that's going on. And we'll probably, one, either never know or let Steve Wilkes decide to come out and say it, or two, we'll just find out never know. But it was also reported that during the broadcast of that last quarter and overtime in the Super Bowl, Commentators had noted that Shanahan used the timeout because he did not like Will's coverages during a call in a critical play. When the cameras had cut to Shanahan after they said that, he could be seen screaming into his headset about a play call. Where are we going to draw the line? I ask that question every time when it comes out of racism and everything else. When are we going to draw the line? When is Shanahan's going to actually really start taking accountability? We are far into this. We're so far into this that he. I don't think he never will. No. I don't think he never will. Now, the biggest red flag in America that you can think of. And when Steve Wilkes got fired, three African-American coaches became head coaches. Gerard Mayo with New England. Raheem Morris with Atlanta. 
And Antonio Pierce with Las Vegas. Now, we asked this question. Here are some more questions that's going to be asked. What happens next season if the 49ers don't make the uh, conference championship game? Or the playoffs. Or the playoffs. At that. Who gets the blame? The new coordinator? The defensive backs coach? Hell, you want to go back and be sarcastic and say the team chaplain? Do you want to say the owners? Do you want to say the fans? Do you want to say podcasters like me and you? Where do we draw the line? Yep. I agree, Darren. Time is coming. Oh, his time is coming. Oh, it's no doubt. Show. It's going to show. Yeah. It's going to show. If oh, it, yeah. it should have it should have been the show. Right. But I'm trying to figure out what's taking so long. <laughs> But I'm trying to figure out what is taking so long. Some people has figured it out, but then you got these other ones that ain't figured it out. It's no. like, bro, what are you doing? This goes back to Atlanta. Yes. This goes back to Atlanta. Yes. Like, Look, let me just be real. And I don't. I'm just going to fly out saying. Kyle Shanahan's daddy didn't blow it the way Kyle Shanahan did. Yes, he had his moment. Bad boys. Oh, yeah. But he did not blow it like the way Shanahan, his son, is doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. You come unprepared not knowing what the postseason overtime rules are. You force Kansas City a fumble. An intercepted pass from Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I believe you said two forced fumbles. Yeah, I think it was two. I think it was two forced fumbles. It was two forced fumbles, and not even a touchdown. I believe in one regulated game. Yeah. Of that quarter. And I think it was the fourth first, quarter. Four, first or the fourth? One of the two. Actually, yeah, it was the first quarter. Yeah. They was. They both were scoreless. They were both scoreless. Mm-hmm. I mean, where do you draw the line? If anything. You really want to put this to the test? If anything, Steve Wilkes saved Kyle Shanahan. Yes! Yes! He saved him. Yes, he did. Because he dominated the first three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. He saved him. He saved him. If Shanahan took over play calling after the fourth quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter going into overtime, that would tell you. The real test right there. Yep. Yep. Like, you trusted this man all the way to the Super Bowl. And you just think that because you had the Super Bowl experience that you could come in and call the plays. Now, big dog, you got to remember, Atlanta was not your best fit. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. Duh. I legitimately, and I am going to sit here on this podcast and say this right now, and I'm probably going to have some regrets for saying it, but I am going to truly say that New England did not cheat that game. No, they didn't. They didn't. I would say that they cheated every Super Bowl that they won, but after this shenanigans, New England did not cheat. Shanahan just sucks. Yeah. Period. He sucks. 
He sucks. And we never sat down to actually realizing that Shannon, well, I did because I was trying to figure out why they kept throwing the damn ball in the fourth quarter. I was trying to figure that out too. Like, y'all trying to get, like, the theory was was that they was trying to get Matt Ryan to be MVP and NFL MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP. I'm like, bro, just go out and win the damn thing. Just win it. Just go out and win. Y'all had it beat. Big time. Y'all had it beat. Who cares about Matt Ryan and winning the MVP in the Super Bowl? Yeah. At this point? Right. And you're going to do it in the second half? Crazy. Come on, man. Come on. Help us all. Come on. Don't do this. Don't do this. I'm going to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. One more thing. Yeah. I forgot to add. Uh, Mike Conley and the Timberwolves agree on a two year, $21 million extension. Think about something. Like, set that. Michael Conley. Running back Mike Davis, who played six NFL seasons and eight seasons, announced his retirement on Monday, his 31st birthday, which would have been, of course, today. So he just announced his retirement today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Mike Davis used to play. He played for Seattle, San Francisco, Carolina, Atlanta, Chicago, and Baltimore. He used to run it back. All those teams. I ain't never heard of him. That's interesting. Well, his best season came with Carolina when he rushed for 165. I'm sorry, when he had 165 carries, 642 rushing yards, six touch, six rushing touchdowns, and then 59 catches, 373 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. He was taken in the fourth round of the 2015 draft by the San Francisco 49ers out of South Carolina, and he spent two seasons with the 49ers and then two with the Seahawks before playing with multiple teams, which included his hometown Falcons from 2019 to 2022. He played his last last game in the league in 2022 for Baltimore, appearing in eight games with eight carries for 18 yards. In Atlanta, Davis was the team's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominee in his only season with the club in 2021. That's interesting, because I ain't never heard of him. Thank you for reading that because I ain't never heard of that dude. That's interesting. I thought you had heard of him before. You've heard of him? Uh, yeah, I heard of him. Wow, yeah, I, I don't know, know too much about him. But he did have a combination of 2,052 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns and 1,066 receiving yards and 4 touchdowns. That for his career? Yeah, that's for his career. He must have been really like a, a, running, a backup running back. Had to be. Had to be. But that just came out as well. So, all right. 